Coming up on a 4th of July Eve edition of Ovia's Angelio. Are the Carolina Hurricanes an actual NHL destination? Certainly looks that way with the first weekend of free agency. We'll also talk about Bryce Young, where he was really the offense at Alabama and how that's going to translate for the Carolina Panthers. And we asked for your dorm stories. You delivered on those dorm stories. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius, Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, Empire Properties. Live to tape, as I like to say, Joe. Busy weekend for the Carolina Hurricanes. What? What is this? Before we start, what? What is this full-on Stranger Things? You got to tell me so I can put the sheriff outfit on, man. <laughs> you got to tell me. <laughs> I mean, we're, otherwise we're, I'm just over here and, and you're in cosplay mode and I'm not. It's not cosplay. I mean, if I'm doing any sort of cosplay, I'm like in peak. I'm about to grill dad mode. Okay. Look, man, it's four day weekend. We're still doing a I can bring you the Tito's. I mean, yeah, you just got to tell me. Yeah, I guess, I guess we could have done that today. Just bring me a long neck high life. I'm good to go. Uh, the It's it's 4th of July weekend. Spent some time at the pool on Saturday and Sunday. Grilled out. You know, our, our neighborhood pool has um, has two gas grills that are for common use and, and whatnot. So I'm just in peak like summer tank top, you know, printed shirt vibes. By the way, when I was in New York uh, for the summer trip, for the road trip, like half the dudes in New York dressed like this now. Just wearing a, like a loud patterned shirt. That's what it is. It's now. okay now. It's safe. It's very much safe. Yes. Yes. I think we're finally back to wearing loud patterned shirts and it being safe. Okay, we're going I was worried that. for you there for a minute. Do you have a sheriff's outfit? Are we going to go full Murray Ballman? I can get one. Hopper. That's what I'm saying. That? I can go get one. Yeah, yeah. My kid, my younger son, Jacob, when we went to go see... God, I love Hopper. When we went to go see our niece and nephew, they're going through Stranger Things season two. Okay. And well, sure you enough, know I'm all turned around on that show. Well, I know. You watch like the last <laughs> season and you're doing all these other types of things. But... Um, I think I did start with season two. Yeah, Jacob quickly points out to my niece and nephew like, doesn't your Uncle Joe look like Murray Ballman? And then, you know, William looks at me. He goes, oh, yeah, Uncle Joe, you do look like. So now I'm just Murray Ballman. It's fine. I accept it. Uh, I, I just got to see if I can grow out my hair yeah, like that, the actor. That's ending this year? Yeah. I mean, it's about time. I mean, they're at the point where it's like, what was the movie from the 80s? Um, oh, geez. The Big Chill, right? Where they all yeah. like kind of get together and they're reminiscing. I feel like that's going to be the situation. They all they all get away for a, a, a little little reunion weekend and they're all just kind of reminiscing about things and listening to old music from the 60s. You know? It's time. I, I just don't like to miss it. That's all. I thought last season was really good. Yeah. No, I last season was, was very, very long too. Yeah. Very, very long. So we'll see how they uh, how they wrap this up. The free agency period for the NHL hasn't wrapped up, but there's plenty to chew on with the Carolina Hurricanes. They, they were active, and it actually kind of solidified the, the overall big point that we're going to make here before we get into the details of what the Hurricanes did this weekend with the opening of free agency, if you could keep up with it with Twitter being broken. Um, sometimes organizations, coaches, general managers, owners, will tell you exactly what they're doing. And it's just up to us to actually listen to what they're saying. I used to say this about Roy Williams all the time. I would say this about Mike Krzyzewski all the time. They're telling you there's no games being played. They're straight up telling you what they're doing. And I feel like maybe this is finally the offseason where people kind of 
the, the light goes on for what the Carolina Hurricanes do. They are not a trade deadline team. They are an offseason team. The moves they make for the deadline happen now. That's how they remake their team. And they want to keep as perennial favorites in their division, Stanley Cup favorites, um, at least odds on favorites. And the moves they made this weekend, Joe, just kind of solidified that point even further. You thought last year they reconfigured their lineup to get better in certain spots. They're doing that here and they're not done. That's the other thing. They're clearly not done. Yeah, I kind of feel stupid. Okay. For all of those conversations. Because <laughs> I feel like you're just subtweeting me in real life. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes it does take. Oh, I'm guilty of that too. Man. Sometimes it does take like for you to look at it and then go back mm-hmm. and look at it. Yeah. Because remember, you're right. They plainly said to us, we are signing Max Pacioretty right now right. because we will then treat it as a deadline acquisition. But we can't sit here and be disciples mm-hmm. of the Rod culture and not understand that the Rod culture does take some time. Mm-hmm. There's an acclimation process. So for the Canes and what they want to do, they'd rather add people now, get them here for those offseason workouts and see how hard the team works. That's step number one, right? Yeah. Then you try to figure out, well, how well do they play together? How do the parts, how do the parts fit together, right? That's all things you need to do preseason and the early season. And I think that's a testament to what they've done. And it's also a testament to the point that Don Waddell is about to make about what this franchise has become. Yeah, it is interesting. Waddell met with the media on, what was it Saturday uh, at the opening of free agency? Oh, and for the point of process, if you didn't, if you missed the news this weekend, they added Dmitry Orlov, a defenseman, mm-hmm. 31 years old, $7.75 million. Obviously that's, not chump change. That's a significant investment. The win on that is term. It's only two yep. years. So the average annual value is what? 7.75 uh, per year. But again, two years, that's where the difference is. But, and I like that. But that's not adding Shane Goss to spare at the deadline. That's no. not hoping some. That's actually, a, that's adding a dude. Yes. And Michael Bunting, left mm-hmm. winger, four and a half million, 27 years old, just had tremendous success in Toronto. Also uh, in the top 10 in the NHL and penalty minutes where you'll significantly not find a Carolina hurricane. So we'll, we'll I, believe, uh, I believe the term that I saw on the internet, a bunch was adds a little sandpaper to the Carolina we'll, hurricanes, we'll which is something that, that they need. But to your point and what, what Waddell was saying over the weekend is that, and this is something that we as people who cover the canes and also fans of the canes have to process too. things have changed and how the canes go about their off season has reflected that well, things have changed here. You know, we used to, uh, chase players, have to overpay players, and, you know, we've become a destination place. And we're getting those calls first, uh, as some teams are, and it's nice to be in that position to uh, have an opportunity to make your team better. And I've always said my job as a general manager is to make our team better if we can, and we felt uh, the additions today uh, certainly put us in a different spot moving forward. So that's Tom Waddell, president, general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, so winning clearly helps. Uh, that's where the change comes in. The Canes were, sometimes we'll make the playoffs and go on a nice run, and then we'll go five years without making the playoffs kind of a thing. And then there's the idea of the market not being a traditional hockey market, although anybody who's come through here will always tell you they love it here. The golf helps. <laughs> so other than the winning, what's the biggest factor as to what makes this area you know, a place that Canes or people want to be Canes? They, they want to come here and, and be part of the organization. I mean, do I have to spell it out for you? It's Rod Brindamore. I mean, what did, what did Rod tell us at the end of the season when we were talking about some offseason moves? What did, what did he say? He's, and I was worried about this with Jesper Faust. Yeah. They did resign Jesper Faust. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, at slightly more money, three million, a little only a minor raise there. Do you think you could have gotten more money somewhere I, else? I absolutely do, particularly after the season that they had. And Rod had said to us, every year we'll mm-hmm. lose a guy mm-hmm. who can go out and get more. Now he didn't say Nito Niederreiter specifically, <laughs> but he, and maybe it was Tony D'Angelo too. He says hey, every year we lose a guy. They sign for more money, and it's not—it's not hard feelings. It's just hey, it's man, business, I, man. I, he under, and he said specifically, I get it. I was in their position. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make more money too. Mm-hmm. He goes, but invariably after a month, I'll get a call from that player and say, "Hey, man, wish I was still there. <laughs> like, well, this is where I want to be." Waddell talked about that. Well, certainly, it's the, the the culture that Rod's built, and you know, winning comes into it. But I think more importantly, you know, the fans have come back. And, you know, this place, we've all experienced it the last few years in the playoffs. And, and, you know, this year, regular season, we had 33 sellouts. You know, the playoffs, it's a different mindset coming in this building, not only as a a player, but for our fans. And, you know, players talk about all the time. It's the loudest, uh, you know, visiting players, coaches, general managers have told me, you know, it's the loudest building in the league. And, you know, it's a great atmosphere. So it's a combination of all those things. Great, great area to live in. The Triangle area is a great uh, living environment. Uh, we had a lot of good things going for us. Again, that's Don Waddell, president, general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes on what has changed. Rod Birdmore has a lot to do with that. Winning is one thing, but that culture that Rod, we, we culture gets overused a lot in sports to the point where it's Because everybody thinks they have Everybody's culture. got the culture. I have bad news for you. Not everybody has culture. Rod does. He does. Straight up. Rod does. And you're seeing that pay off with some of their offseason moves. Now, the Carolina Hurricanes aren't done. You can kind of get a general sense of what they want to do, but they got too many defensemen. (laughs) Adding Orlov to this mix and the impending Tony D'Angelo deal indicates, and the fact that uh, the NHL insiders, whether it's uh, Elliot Friedman or Pierre Lebrun or whoever you follow on social media, keeps talking about Eric Carlson being in the mix. Okay, well, what what are we doing here? This is where Brett Pesci comes into play. And one thing that the Canes have done under Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, is they have a very clear idea of what they think you're worth. Yep. Okay. And, and they're honest about that. And I'm and I pre, I'm not saying it as a knock. If anything, you should actually appreciate That's part of the culture, by the way. Yes. <laughs> this is what we think you're worth. You're more than welcome to go do something else. I think that actually played out with the goalie situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to in a second. But I wanted, to, I wanted to focus on, all right, w- they're clearly not done. Where does Pesci roll into this? And it feels like Pesci, with one year left on his contract, is going to be used as some sort of offseason asset to bring in another top, another top goal scorer um, or this, you know, this Carlson deal that continues to percolate for the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is where Tony D'Angelo's part of it makes sense because they'd be getting him at an extreme discount to fulfill a need, which would be something on the power play, even though, as we know, he got a little squirrely there in the postseason. All right, so where's the Tony D'Angelo situation? Waddell was asked about that over the weekend. The Philly uh, have a deal in principle. It just can't be executed until a certain date. Um, you know, we're not sure yet. You know, it's if you continue, if you add, as you add good pieces, you know, you always say, how are you going to make it fit? But, um, you know, we got a lot uh, going on this year with the contracts and other things, potential other uh, opportunities maybe for trade still. So the good thing is it's July 1st. It's not uh, opening night, October, whatever, 10th or 11th. So we, we got some time to figure this out. And again, when you get presented with the good players, it's, it's something that I feel you have to do. 
Yeah, that's Tom Waddell, president and general manager. I, I love to tell my kids who don't like math, by the way. So my dad taught math for 41 years. Yeah. I enjoy math. You know, I enjoy a spreadsheet. I love to tell them, you know why you should like math? Because there's an actual answer to every problem. Yes. Like you can actually solve the problem. Mm. You know how rare that is in actual real life? <laughs> Very rare. Yes. Right. But I can't help but think of our conversation with Tom Dunnan when he was talking about, I don't do anything when it's not in my advantage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here, I, and I just, and I know you, you are, you're not agnostic towards the numbers, but you don't, you don't like wrap your arms around them. They're not like your thing, right? No, there, there, there's a reason why you're the business guy in this relationship. Well, yeah, well, and, and I, I am the technical, I'm the AV okay, club so over here. Here are the four players they resigned. <laughs> you ready, ready for these, for these lines to, to, sure, to, sure. to add up? Sure. So they resigned Stahl, they resigned Fast, they resigned Ronta, they resigned Freddie. Okay. All but fast are making less money mm-hmm. next year. So the savings that they came from those four players, mm-hmm. which includes the the plus six hundred thousand for fast, is four point eight five million dollars. Well, would you look at that? Look at what they spent to get Michael Bunting. Huh? Huh? huh. Four point five. Well, that's really weird. weird. Oh, okay. To your point about how they identify a player, and listen. While we've had conversations with all of these principals involved, mm-hmm. we have not ever specifically talked contracts with these guys. No, there's no point. But They're we, not going to tell you anything. But we understand what they do. Mm-hmm. So here's, I'm going to bet you dollars to donuts what happened with Brad Pesci. They told him, we think you're worth seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think I'm worth more. Uh, shouts to Kenneth at the Butcher's Market. Big Canes fan. Yeah. He t- when, I went, when we went to see him for the meet, yeah. he goes, oh man, Pesci's got a new agent. He's going to want a new deal. <laughs> sure He's going to want this. He's going to want that. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. So Pesci made four this year. He's 28 years old. Yeah. So he's looking for a deal. Yeah. And, and as he rightfully he should. should, he has earned the he deal should. that is coming to him. But I, the Canes said to him, likely, we think you're worth seven or mm-hmm. seven and a half. And he said, I'm good. Now he's an asset. And look at that. Look at that number that Orloff has. Mm-hmm. Weird. Oh, seven and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. At, right around seven, seven and a half. Seven point seven five. Yeah. So like they, these guys, they move the chess pieces. Mm-hmm. They tell the story. They know mm-hmm. the ending to the story. Mm-hmm. They just got to fill in the pieces as they go along. Well, and that kind of was evident in the goalie situation. Once I saw that Ronta was signing for a one-year deal at that rate, I think it was at 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. I went, huh, are they going to bring them all back? And then sure enough, the Freddie Anderson deal comes out and he's taking a little bit less money. Yeah. And again, that gets back to, he likes it here. But clearly, they, they're saving a little bit more than two million dollars in bringing those two guys. Back. And the only the only wrinkle there, and, and Waddell addressed this a little bit over the weekend. The only wrinkle there is what are you doing with Kochekov? All right, the young goalie that people identify, and we were included in this. We we were in on Kochekov earlier this past season, and thinking, all right, just hand the reins over to the to the young Russian. But goalie goal, goalies are voodoo, and you don't want to rush it. And my curiosity with them is that they don't have an affiliate right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not, Waddell kind of alluded to the fact that they had, they would try to make it work where they would have three goalies. But if Ranta and, and, and Anderson are doing what they've been doing in the regular season, well, then it's entirely possible that Kochekov could be dusty, a little, a little rusty when it's all said and done. So we'll, I, I, that's the one remaining thing that I'm curious about. Waddell said it wouldn't be a problem to find somewhere to put Kochekov in the minors, even without affiliation. He'll find a place to play. 
but it, it whatever what else is it's you know what, what what's today's date july 3rd so there's still plenty of time to figure all this stuff out with with goalies i i like the fact that they were able to bring them all back that's just one intriguing wrinkle and as we're talking about money there's one other big chess piece that they need to figure out and that's sebastian aho who everybody's identified as the next captain of this team they've been optimistic we talked to tom dundon he said straight up this deal is going to happen so here's don waddell on the current status of the Ajo deal. We're talking. We're, we're, uh, we've had great discussions, actually, and uh, I met with the agent and uh, Jerry Johansson in uh, Nashville for the draft. And we uh, said, let's get through the next few days. You know, he had a lot of clients that were unrestricted free agents, and obviously we were pretty busy. So I think in the next couple of days we'll pick that back up and uh, see where we can, if we can come to a final landing spot. So there you go. There's Waddell on the uh, the Aho extension, which should be happening at some point here soon. Just to go back to the goalie, yeah, workload from last year: mm-hmm. 34 games for Freddie, 27 for Ranta, 24 for Kachekov, or as Don likes to say, Kachekov, Kachekov, Kachekov. I'm guessing we're going to see more of the same in that regard. I had a lot of questions about Freddie going into the playoffs last year. He yeah. answered all of them. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He did. Housekeeping. All right, a little bit of housekeeping. July 4th, tomorrow. I'm guessing you and I are going to be a little hungover on Wednesday from blowing stuff up. So we're not going to do a show Wednesday. Okay. But we will be doing a show Thursday and Friday. Love it. Yes. Also, oh, I'm, I'm excited about Thursday's show. We're going to talk to the creators of the Shibumi Shade. Oh, we are. Yes. Nice. Yes. There, there's a relationship there that we have. So, uh, look, you got, I'm talking I'm, about smart people. I, I, I want to get to like, so, I mean, because that, because the origin story. How did story, you know your value? The, the, the origin story of the Shibumi shade <laughs> is that these were guys who went to the beach all the time. They were sick and tired of carrying a bunch of stuff, the umbrellas and everything else, because they were the kids who had to carry stuff. So they're like, well, how can we do this in a backpack? Anyway, what I've, this, this summer, and it, it, I think it fi- the secret's out because New York Mag did a story on the Shibumi shit. So the game's over. Everybody knows about it now. So my brother-in-law who brought the Shibumi up to Maryland, you know, seeing it in Astigue, well, now you're going to see him everywhere. Went to the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands for spring break. I saw a Shibumi shade on the beach. And I looked at him like, you're all from North Carolina, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? Shibumi shade. And it's the color pattern. It's the pattern. Yes, it's the pattern. So we're going to talk to talk to the guys from Shibumi later this week. Uh, So just a little bit of housekeeping when it comes to that. Are we still giving away golf balls? No more golf. We have one last sleeve that we've. We're still picking the winner. Okay. It's a difficult process because it is the last sleeve. I see. I see. We got stickers, which I'm going to I'm going to put in the mail this week. Shout out to everybody who's emailed us with their address. I'm going to put those stickers. Although two of them are already spoken for, unfortunately, my younger son. Like, I couldn't be mad. It was cute. Oh, he put it on one of his? No, he put two on his trombone case. Oh, nice. I was like, I mean, he just did it, you know, without any sort of I asking. thought you said you had 50 of them, though. I do. Huh. We have, I'm going to have to order again. We got enough emails for stickers that we're going to have to order some more. I do love it when our people turn up. Oh, well, they've turned up. And I also put the order in for color-changing cups. You'll like them. Okay. You'll like them. They're 16 ounce color changing cups. Why wouldn't I like them? Five stars only, positive vibes only. Always in Chile. I found a good vibes. I saw you found the good vibes. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can quickly pull up the. Uh, if I can quickly pull up the design that Anna made for 
uh, and over at sound off. Yeah. So if you can see it, there you go. Positive vibes. Oh, and five stars on there. Yeah. Five stars on there. Those are the cups. Those are the cups. That's what's going to be on the cups. And it's crazy talented. Oh, and it's great. So shout out to Anna over at sound off for helping out on those designs. Also, Shout out to the Butcher's Market. You mentioned Butcher's Market earlier. I'm actually headed to Butcher's Market today. Yes, sir. So I can get some stuff to grill out tomorrow. Uh, so they've got all year 4th of July. And not just 4th of July. Just because 4th of July happens doesn't mean that summer ends, man. we got from now until Labor Day, all sorts of grilling opportunities with the heat. Butcher's Market's got you covered. Yeah, they got the best meat selection in the triangle. Really, it's not even close. Check them out at thebutchersmarkets.com. Great steaks, marinated chicken options. Make their own hot dogs, Joe. Mm-hmm. Get the hot dogs. I know it's hard to turn down a steak, but get the hot dogs. And heck, you can always sign up for the Steak of the Month membership. That's going to get you a fresh, never frozen hand cut steak each month from July through December. They're in Raleigh, Cary, Holly Springs. Check them out. It's thebutchersmarkets.com. Also, shout out to Breeze Through uh, for tomorrow. And tomorrow only, you can get 17 cents off at the pump. When buying gas with 76 fuel fo- with the fuel forward app, just download the app, create an account, take advantage of, as Adam said, revolutionary savings. Get it? 17 cents, 17, Beautiful. 76, 4th of July only. So go find a breeze through uh, all throughout the triangle, various locations, download that app, get 17 cents off at breeze through and, you know, whatever last minute supplies you might need for the 4th too. Ice, drinks, always need hydration, that. always need snacks that. for sure. Next topic, please. Have you exceeded your rate limit, Joe? I'm sorry. Have you exceeded <laughs> your rate limit today? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're not online like I am and like some other people in our business. Okay. So like Twitter broke this weekend. All right. And Elon Musk and his infinite business acumen decided so there's a lot of things going on here he claims oh, he's trying to put a governor on the number of posts you can see but the, the reason why he claims he claims that there was something called data scraping taking place people just with all the ai chatbots all the language models they're mm-hmm. just basically skimming as much as they can off the internet and what everybody puts out on, on social media that is a real thing i'm not dismissing that but he was claiming that they were being, being bombarded so badly that he had to put the governor on okay. how many tweets people could see, basically how many calls to the mm, app you could do. Not the number of t- tweets that you send out. No, just overall how many you and see. reading. Essentially, they screwed up and they're trying to cover for it. There's okay. one report that says they didn't pay their bill to Google to host this, you know, their cloud servers. So Google's like, that's not how this works. You owe us money. And if you don't pay us money, we're shutting down the server. Yeah. And they're scrambling to get to the stuff to somewhere else. And then there was another theory that it essentially was doing a denial of service attack on itself. Like somebody screwed something up in the software. Oh, you mean all those people that they let that off? they fired? Right. So huh. all these things are coming home to roost. Weird. And it was impossible to get on Twitter. Like if you own Twitter and you want it to succeed, you want people looking at your app more. Right. <laughs> Not less. Not less. So in a way it was like, oh, I've reached my, I've reached my limit of tweets for the day. Well, I guess I could do one of two things. I can go to another social media site. I finally got it. I got my blue sky situation correct. Or I could go outside and touch grass. Should I know what blue sky is? Not really. It's, okay. it's a, it's a Twitter competitor or it's the Twitter clone that the guy who would, who owned Twitter before oh, Jack Dorsey okay. has started. Anyway. So I, I'm just kind of giving you the lay of the land of where things 
are with Twitter. And this has been in, headed in this direction since last fall, where Twitter is just deteriorating as a service and um, the usefulness of it continues to deteriorate sure. as well. And that's where we get into, well, what does this have to do with sports? Well, I'm here to claim that the, the, the fun sports Twitter has been dying anyway. I mean, we're, it's not like it was 10 years ago, 10 years ago, where you're the watching peak. a game and yes. you're engaged and yes. you're some sense of community. And okay. Yeah. If you cannot rely on the service, there's no reason to be on the service. And I have a, I have a sinking feeling that Twitter as a service that benefits sports fans, because where it really shines and what other social media platforms cannot do is give you that real time sense of community of you watching a game with other people or keeping up with other games from those who cover them right. while you're somewhere else yeah. keeping an eye on the game or lagging interest. eight minutes behind or on that. Yeah. <laughs> or that too. Although I feel like that's kind of changed over time. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm at the point to just declare sports Twitter dead. Sports Twitter okay. is dead. Uh, people are going to get used to just not going to the service. It's not going to be as fun as it used to be. There's still going to be stragglers like me that are still, you know, I still use the service, and it sucks. I'm not, there's this attitude that people have that when I start talking about Twitter or other people tar- start talking about Twitter, it's this, well, if you don't like it, don't use it. I'm like, no, I'm lamenting the loss of something that used to be fun. Right. Twitter was incredibly useful for me. A, a lot of people, trust me when I tell you back in the day when I started at the News and Observer, and we wanted to go get fans. Guess who had to go out on the street and go to a bar and go to a tailgate and go talk to people? Mm-hmm. And you think at 48, oh, that's easy. Like when you're, think of all the youths now, they just, they just want to text each other. Right. And part of that culture is right. because of Twitter. Right. Like, hey, we just reach out. Like that made my job so much easier. That made so many people's jobs so much. Hey, I need you to go find a disgruntled Canes fan. <laughs> Send out a tweet. Hey, are you upset about right. Tony D'Angelo? Okay, well, oh. I don't have to sit here and go find somebody. They'll find me on Twitter. Dude, about 10 years ago, there used to be aggregated. I did this uh, at one point. You just go aggregate the best of Twitter yeah. because people just weren't seeing it and it made for right. good, quick, easy content and kind of gave you an idea of where people were. So it sucks because I really liked the service. I thought it was great for what we did. I made real friends off of Twitter along the way. No, seriously. I I know it's easy to make the joke that, you know, maybe there is no rate limit on the friends we've made along the way. Right. Right. But people Twitter, I'm not, I'm not trying to make an argument that Twitter doesn't suck. That doesn't have, it's like really, really bad aspects, but Hey, I've met some really cool people. I've been able to actually make actual real life friends from Twitter. It's made it easier for you and I to connect with colleagues in other markets so that when we go to a Final Four, when we go to an ACC event, it's like a it's like a cool get together where we get to hang out in real life. So I lament they know who you are. I lament the loss. You of can that. send them clips. Yes. And say, Hey, no, really, you were on the show. You were on the- <laughs> well, it's not even that too. It's like there's direct correlation from doing what we do, doing radio or doing podcasts before video was ubiquitous like it is now. Yeah. People start to recognize you like, hey, I know who you are because of social media, as opposed to the faceless person who's coming out of your radio speaker. So it was a revolutionary product that really helped us connect and talk about things that we liked. And we've made some really cool communities. And unfortunately, there's nothing that can replace that. You, I mentioned Blue Sky. You looked at me like I had eight heads. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it. There's That's Mastodon, right. which is another one of these Twitter clones. There's Discord, but Discord is for other more private communities. Reddit has its own things. So I feel like there's a true loss of 
a community that really allowed everybody to come together in real time. And we're going to go back to a fractured state of message boards, Reddit pages, Discord servers, or people just texting with their friends in a Slack group, WhatsApp, or just a straight up old fashioned iMessage text thread. So, which is what I prefer to do. I don't need your fancy apps for any of that stuff. So it sucks. And um, in, in some, in some ways it might actually be beneficial to sports coverage that we're not so obsessed with the bubbles of people being mad all the time. Like you and I had had this conversation right. about the Canes having really good offseason moves, but I'm sure if I went to Canes Twitter, I can find people who are like, what did the Canes really do? Or they're really mad that they would get rid of Pesci. I'd rather have Pesci than Orlov and being all mad about that stuff. People get lost in their echo chambers, but for the most part, I've seen more good in the sports aspect of things than not. Isn't, I mean, just to go full like galaxy brain here. Yeah. Isn't Twitter just like college? It is what you make of it. It is. Right. It like is. if if you found value in it, then that's awesome. You can't judge it based on the people who are complete and total assholes on Twitter. No, you judge I've, it by what you got out of it. I got incredible value out of Twitter. I don't get that same value anymore. I spend less time on sure. the service. Obviously, we pump out our content but I'm not spending as much time on that service as I was 10 years ago, which was fun. And also with athletes and celebrities and other big name people that kind of treated it as, Oh, they also have like a random thought about this movie. Like, Oh, they, I well, you know what the kids are doing now, though. What are they doing now? Making their own podcasts. That's right. So we created our own little community right That's here right. on the OG. That's right. That's right. Move on. Shout out to Oak City Sports Cards, downtown Raleigh. It is July. We are a couple of weeks away from ACC kickoff, and we're going to remember some dudes, and we're going to go to Oak City Sports Card to get those sport, uh, baseball cards, football cards, Pokemon cards, man. I really think the Pokemon cards with the athletes is going to go good with some football players. <laughs> like, let's remember some Pokemon. Yeah, I think that'll go Whatever well. you need, Weston's got it. And one of our listeners, Jeffrey, he actually DM'd me. He's like, hey, man, I went to Oak City. I got some of my autographed cards graded. Smart move. Because the best way to get the best value for your cards, believe it or not, is to get them graded. Weston can help you do that. I got fair and honest deal with Weston. I know he'll treat you the same way. Go go downtown, Glenwood. Great spot there. Or check him out at oakcitycards.com. So hung out with some neighbors on Friday night. I did some grilling on Saturday. And I did that all in my backyard. And a lot of that in the summertime is possible because of mosquito authority, making sure that they got the treatment in the backyard to keep those mosquitoes at bay. Um, you know, just full disclosure, you can't get rid of all mosquitoes, but I knew what my house was like before mosquito oh. authority. And I know what it's like after mosquito authority. And there is a difference and they can make a difference for you. Yeah. Spending time in the backyard, spending time up front, especially after I put all this mulch down, Joe, you know what the bugs love? They love that mulch. Mm-hmm. Call Hayes Lancaster and his crew, 919-807-1951. Check them out online. It's bugsbite.com or you can find them on the Twitters still at no mosquito NC. It's mosquito authority, pest authority. They've got you covered for bugs inside, bugs outside, moisture under your house, mice in your attic, you name it. Mosquito authority is the answer to all of your pest problems. What's up next? What's up next? Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline from CBS Sports, it's it's a double. We got Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. We got Will Brunson, CBSSports.com. I, I would actually prefer if you would uh, address us in order of seniority, please. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get let's get senior. Let's let, me get, let me get let me get let me get senior blogger. Will senior Brinson. NFL blogger. Senior yeah. NFL blogger Will Brunson. Somebody and... somebody asked to borrow. Uh, somebody borrow my um, golf travel bag the other day. And- I found one of like the OG CBS interactive C 
senior NFL blogger of business cards. That's all that back. Is. Yeah, I did not get business cards printed. I wasn't that confident uh, that I was going to be around long hey, enough. So, hey, yeah. you, hey know? you know what? Wait, wait. I'm also not doing business cards for this. I don't know how it's going to log. You know what my business card is? <laughs> Look me up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My Twitter account. If it's still active, then I'm good. Right. No, Chip, so, Chip has the best Twitter like approach. To, like anybody <laughs> know. He's like, if like someone that we work with, you know, hypothetically annoys him. He's like, I just unfollow you. Oh really? Chip doesn't do the polite mute because I want to de- like, I just, I'll just, I don't want to be rude and unfollow you. He's just like, no, I'm not. And especially if you work with them, you hear their takes all the time. This is true. So I don't need them that's a good on point. my Twitter account. So that's, I, that's I, pr- I prefer to <laughs> not follow people that I work with who really want me to follow them. <laughs> it's my move. So Full disclosure, because this, this podcast is all about transparency. We're trying to let everybody Obviously. know what, what the deal is going on. I thought it was about meat sweats. It's well about that. <laughs> so this we're so you're listening to this published on Monday, but this is actually a conversation that's taking place Friday because you, the three of us, have been overdue to catch up. Sure, yes, the three of us, Chip and I, have already caught up. Can you beat me to it? We, yeah, we finally brought. Oh, I know you were going with it. Will yeah, and I finally we we finally included Will in the yeah. fold. So we went to, over to Longleaf Swine. And hanging out. Shout out to Adam. Yeah. Adam's my dude. Yeah. Marcus makes great uh, food. How was Steve beer when you and you and Chip, when my brother walked up? It was up. excellent. When my, when my brother walked up, it was, was like, excellent. <laughs> it was excellent. We had a really, we had a Freaking really good actually. Chip and I had a really good conversation that day. Regardless, I was working my job. We did a couple, uh, we did a couple shots, a couple beers, and I said, you know what? The beauty of this podcast now is why don't we just walk over to Eford Studios? Well, if this is about transparency, I, I would like to be completely transparent and say that. I walked into Longleaf Swine with a massive hangover. <laughs> and you had a shot of uh, Evan Williams. Evan Williams and, and, and a shot juice. of pickle juice. And like, <laughs> I, I I would guess it like, I mean, I don't get nauseous. It's not my thing. Right. I don't throw up. I've probably thrown up, I don't know, like five times in the last 20 years, maybe. Boo. I mean, I did it Brownlow's Yo, party. It, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Clear the system. I, I Come the on, man. Like, <laughs> but but you, you guys slid those over to me. I was like, I oh might puke in the middle of Person Street. This is going to be mm-hmm. ugly. You had a Gatorade on you. Uh, when I, if you see me walking around, there, there's two ways you can know I'm really hungover. Yeah. If I'm walking around with a Gatorade, <laughs> or if I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, again, transparency. I'll throw it out there. Uh, people who listen to Pick Six podcast, if you ever see me wearing my blue light glasses on the show, <laughs> I am oh. cripplingly hungover. Oh, that's, that's giving <laughs> away the game. You can't actually get a good look at the eyeballs at that time. Yeah. No, because you get a little glare. It distracts yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's given the uh, that's given the game away. All right. So the reason, sorry, we were hanging I'm out. Sorry, we're, nobody's listening. To this we were first. <laughs> actually I'm kidding, no, no, a lot of people listen to this. People listen to it. You don't. don't. Chip does. Well, yeah, but you don't listen to my podcast. No, I never have. I don't blame you. It's not good. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you want me to edit that? No, I, I think it's a really good podcast, but it like, is, but like, I'm not offended by anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast. Like, if if somebody's like, I, I don't listen to your podcast, I, I'm like, I don't care. I don't read whatever you do for work. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't like your too. TPS reports. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I also don't listen to podcasts. In the grand scheme, like, I just don't. Like, I'm busy no, doing fine. this thing. I yeah. don't. I'm not necessarily podcast. Well, I mean, like, like I mean, but because if I want to have a conversation with you about what's going on in football, I can just. See you guys. Humble brag. Jeez. Right? Um, I mean, we're all here local, which is how we end up at Longleaf Swine. I said, hey, let's go ahead and knock out a segment, well, shall well, we? Like, like whenever I would whenever I drive around or when you when you were on the radio, like I would always listen to you guys on the radio when I was driving. Sure. But like I I can't I couldn't, you know, listen like I can't listen to like terrestrial sports radio, sports talk radio and like type. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, right. I can't do that. I so like, like I would obviously always support. Well, I mean, would always support, you know, you, sure. yeah, you guys, but, um, 
I can't like hear you giving takes and try to get my own takes in writing. It just doesn't work. No, I'm in the same boat yeah. as you. I mean, but the beauty of doing this is that um, I can't listen to you give takes, but I would like to talk to you about your takes. Sure. When we when we do this sort of thing. So the reason why I wanted to have you guys in the studio and we were hanging out here for a little bit, it was like, okay, well, I feel like this is a pretty good opportunity to get two different perspectives about the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we talked to our friend, Jonathan Jones, CBS sports, your colleague, NFL insider. Yeah. And I, the NFL and CBS. That's right. 12 PM Eastern. And I asked him about the charm of Sunday, the charm offensive that the Panthers have been putting on, making sure that, Hey, look, Bryce Young. Super, super whip smart, man. Like this guy gets Which it. not to drop the, you know, frequent listener uh, on this, but it was amazing that the first thing he went to was you have no idea how miserable life has been for everyone in that building in the Matt Rule era. Well, yes. Because that's what he's, he's talking to people who work there. Yes. And it's just like, he's gone and everyone's like, this is a real thing. No, no. But like, you don't understand how the depths of it. It's not just like the coaching staff and the administration who handle football stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not i'm not like citing anybody who's i'm just i, I just just from you knowing yeah it's like the social media team oh yeah and the like panthers.com people uh-huh like hey matt rule you win five games every year maybe stop worrying about the articles on panthers.com well, oh and stressing over that tiny stuff that's Woo, but that's but that's, but that's, that's, college, that's, college that's oh, dude, even worse than college stuff that's, college that's, that's waco energy like yeah. that is like yeah. you never like yes you were very successful but you were successful at ultimately small programs matt rule did not come up and he did not like have to go through the grinder mm. of being at one of these huge sec programs where you've got everyone and like georgia's going through this right now because the ajc is all up in their hair yeah like AJC is not a huge fan. Excuse me. My opinion based on Why the hate way on dogs, Chip? Why hate on dogs? Well, that's that's kind of the Georgia response. Is like, hey, why are hating on dogs now? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Okay, this is a whole different conversation about how media yeah. is splintered, and like people are like, I just don't understand why Obvious hates the Wolfpack. <laughs> it's like he does, but regardless, no, don't say that. You don't hate Wolfpack. No, but the Matt Rule thing to me, it's it's a bigger symptomatic issue of if you want to be a CEO. You're doing it wrong. Good CEOs delegate to the people underneath them and hire correctly mm-hmm. and have smart people do the jobs yeah. they're supposed to do. Yeah. You don't you don't put your yeah, hand in it everything. Was, it was also bad that I was like, oh, Phil Snow, he was a great defensive coordinator at Baylor. Oh, look, this guy, he was yeah. a great college yeah. coach at Joe whatever. Brady. Yeah. Like, Joe Brady was never an OC in college. Like, but yet. Joe Brady suddenly could have found himself as a head coach because the NFL just absolutely it's loves insane, right? the, it's, it's nuts. Like we gotta get the young guy on the ground floor. Yeah. Well, remember so, that time that, um, who was it? The Cardinals sent out the press release and they hired Cliff Kingsbury and they're like, he once had coffee with Sean McVay. His voice, his voice. So I, to me, the charm offense is, is over the fact that things have been pretty bad for the Panthers and people are looking for optimistic reasons to, to buy but in. Do you think the, you're saying you think the Panthers or JJ says this too, that the Panthers are like pushing this? Yes. I, I would kind of disagree a little bit. Why? I, I don't, I think that the, well, first of all, Frank Reich is a great coach. Sure. Like, and I'm not being. The, the hire made a ton of sense. Totally get it. But the difference in Matt Rule and Frank Reich is that Frank Reich, I thought, I thought they were going to hire, I thought they were going to try to get Sean Payton with, I said this like on the pick six podcast. Uh, in like October. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it. Mm. Uh, you can, do you have a button you can press every time I name it? Um, Actually, I think I have the uh, reggae air horn. Yeah. I can't hear. Wait, I, it's not, it's not coming through. I don't know why it's not coming through, but you this, probably never used a reggae for it. Anyway. <laughs> no, so I the, never have. Um, so what happens? You give me shots, bro. Uh, the uh, Frank, I thought they were going to whiff on Sean Payton, try to get a big hire. And then end up hiring either Frank Wright or Dan Quinn. Like I said, and 
And it's not because you're settling. It's because when you go big for Matt rule, it's my ex-girlfriend theory uh, on NFL coaches. Like when you have Rex Ryan, you know, then you, you go off, you go, ob- you obviously you got Adam Gase. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like they had gone with the splashy college hire. It went insanely poorly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. They've discussed this on the OG podcast uh, but, with all the coaching transitions. Like if you, you go, if you listen, you, you go Larry Fedora to Mac Brown, you go Tom O'Brien yeah. to Dave Doran. Like that was like young to old, old to young. Oh, these, at the these, time, these things you know? have a, pa- these things have a pattern to them. Yeah, they, they sure. have a pattern to them. So my, I mean, like, I've, been saying, I've been saying this for 12 years for sure. It's, um, <laughs> I've been saying on it for my 20. podcast that you don't, I would not be accused of not listening to a podcast when my podcast is not listening and, to it. And my radio show when it used to exist. The reason why I wanted to bring you guys on though, for the, for the, as we're what nine minutes into this conversation, oh, Jesus, whatever like, Brooke did, like twenty minutes on. So, I lo- and no, love, that was specific. Love, no, I we I, had I Brooke, Brooke in studio yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, to right, talk about Taylor right, Swift right. versus the Super Bowl. No, I'll, I'll joke. Are you guys is, Swifties? I'm a Swiftie. I'm a total Swiftie. I love Swift. Yeah, man. Agnostic. Like she's the best. Like I'm not the. I'm not. I don't go hard on the music like I used to, where I have to like pick my side. Oh, you're still on that. Like you're on that old man thing. Yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah. You still yeah. listen to oldies. Yeah, she was listening to Boston. No, I mean, absolutely. All he not. wants, I love is, all he wants, is some peace of mind. No, nah, listen, muddy waters. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You okay, put, you, I got you. I got you on that. All right, so Chip, Chip dyed his hair gray. Wait a minute, he's been trying to make himself like, What's going on, honey? Bring the gray for men down Let's here go. in muddy waters. <laughs> all right, so Bryce Young. Yeah. Chip, we'll start with we'll start with Chip because mm-hmm. it's 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 college football after dark. It's it's all Alabama. So if I wasn't like stuffed with meat, I could sit back and relax. Right? You, you probably could. You right. probably could. Yeah, I'll just lean like this. So uh, our our mutual friend Dimitri uh, Ravanos is a big Alabama guy, and he basically treats Bryce Young as his large adult son. Like mm-hmm. he truly believes in this guy. And in college, it makes sense. You know, it doesn't matter like stature, all that stuff. It's a completely different beast. And what he did at Alabama was is great. What was he at Alabama? He was the entire offense okay. this past season. I mean, yeah. the mismanagement of Bill O'Brien of this offense was so horrendous that it was the like least uh, secret secret that Nick Saban was just waiting for the end of the year to rehome him. And that was the word that was being used, rehome. Like, I'm going to go find a new place for you mm-hmm. because this is absolutely not but, working. But, and just a real quick aside here. Patriots fans are ecstatic because <laughs> he's a massive upgrade over Matt Patricia. Well, there's that. There's so that. the fact that he had to like one of the, my things about Bryce Young is that some of his most impressive performances, a couple of them have been in near losses or actual losses. The way he played against Tennessee in the loss, the only reason Alabama's in that game is because he literally keeps picking his body off the ground because Tennessee decided bad defense. Basically, we're just going to blitz him. Yeah. We don't trust y'all's wide receivers because the wide receivers were poorly developed and now all of them are at TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like this is a, an Alabama mm-hmm. program, the dynasty is done. Like for five or six years, they only had 11 one score. Check this out. <laughs> clip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell the producer to clip that. And, and look, Patterson, Saban's dead. <laughs> From 2015 to 2020, they had 11 one score games. Yeah. In the last couple seasons, they've had 10 one score games. Now there's seven and three in those, but when you think about Alabama, they were crushing you. Yeah. They were winning okay. and blowing okay. teams out. And the gap has closed in the SEC and nationally. And Bryce Young is the only reason why they didn't keep losing more games. The Iron Bowl at the end of the year, when he had to pick that team off the mat, they couldn't get anything going offensively. And then... It's like to see if he wrote this down. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And then uh, 
tears up the Georgia tears up tears up the Georgia defense in the SEC championship game in 2021 that went on to have like the entire starting defense as a first round NFL yep. draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you go through and it seems in like you could not wrap your brain around the idea that Alabama was this mismanaged and the talent was this poorly developed, but Bryce Young carried that Crimson Tide team to a bunch of wins throughout those one score games that shouldn't have been one score games. But this, and, and, and by the way, totally just like as an aside, another yeah. side here, one score games always regress to the mean. Sure. The Vikings 11 and 0 last year. That's why they're three and a half to one to win the NFC North mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers gone. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't get that lucky forever. Right. Man, it will regress from him. Okay. Uh, for a while there, I thought you were talking about Clemson for a second. <laughs> Like the way of like, it's done. It's done. I'm like, whoa, what, what are we talking about? But, here? And like saying the dynasty is done it's, isn't saying that Nick Saban's not going to win a national championship. It's yeah, just the way they handle how business they handle business on yeah. a week in, week out. Georgia's basis. the new Bama. I went down to Fort Lauderdale. Not all take. Through, that's, not that's, take. Not, that's not a hot take. That's at not a hot take at all. I went down to Fort Lauderdale for the SEC on Nick CBS Saban's halftime show in 2015 <laughs> and 2016, almost every weekend. And almost every weekend, we were talking about a Bama blowout. Because yeah. Bama was on the SEC on CBS like six times, and they won all those games by 35 points. Yeah. It was not entertaining. So as a college football fan, you should be excited that now you at least have Bama a little bit of blood in the water. Bama starting NFL quarterbacks with their depth chart. Yes. And Bryce Young, Tua, and Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but, but you four, feel okay about that though. Once, but you three? feel you feel that Bryce Young was doing more than those other quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He was doing more than Mac Jones, and the Tua twenty eighteen season was pretty magical. So I I don't want to like knock him for that. And Jalen Hurts was just not allowed to be a quarterback for a lot of his time at Alabama. That's, no, that's fair. That's like fair. He, it was really when he went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma that like kind of like yeah, it's kind of like everything. It's kind of like Russell Wilson at Wisconsin. It kind of like allowed him to uncork. <laughs> What Brady Quinn said <laughs> on the Pick Six podcast, uh, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, after you subscribe to ours, yeah, I, I will actually. I think I subscribe on YouTube. Thank you. But I, but the problem is, I'm banned from YouTube. Why? What did you watch? I, <laughs> no, nothing. There's a place on the internet for everybody. There really no, my is. account Usually. is my YouTube account is permanently suspended. Why? Because CBS oh. before I worked there said a, uh, a, a, a DCMA. A, yeah. I posted a master's clip and CBS Sports DC'd me and I can't like comment on YouTube. That's hilarious. It's ironic and funny. As Um, as I'm finding it on YouTube, CBS was monetizing one of my videos now because I used a Jim Nance clip. They didn't ban me. They're just monetizing the video. They paid Chip and I to come here today on the Jim Nance clip. That's true. That's Um, a good point. Well, uh, uh, Brady Quinn on the Big Six podcast said that when he said this before the draft, when he's feeling, when I'm feeling down and in the dumps, I go watch Bryce Young tape. Okay. That's a Brady Quinn, Brady Quinn. Okay. Plays football. Now, again, about, again, like, about that. He okay. lifts everybody up. That's got the point. It. Got it. Got Love it. it. In college. That's fine. In college. Dude, if he's four inches taller, he's not Trevor Lawrence, like number one guarantee, but it's, we're, we didn't have that whole rigmarole of like, could it be Anthony Richardson first overall? So you don't, could so, it be Will Levis? So when you're talking to guys on the pick six podcast or other people in the league, they're not concerned about the height. I mean, height's always a concern when you talk about a quarterback. I mean, it's sure. But like, cause people keep bringing up now we've the Jillio. If Jillio were here right now, who? That guy, Joe Gilio, he's probably on a golf course right now in this ridiculous. He's probably playing the worst, the worst golf hole in the Greater Raleigh area, area aka Eagle Ridge, number ten. Dude, don't, don't you dare say that. I know know where his parents live. I know that. Don't say that. Hole is that hole is so stupid. I hate that hole. (laughs) Fair enough. So, in in talking, I'm curious about 
the Drew Brees comparison. When Drew Brees was coming up, there were a couple of things that were true. One, the league was different at mm-hmm. that time. And the coaching staff, like Sean Payton, well, I don't I think mean, anybody's... He, well, remember, Brees went to, uh, obviously, San Diego first. Well, it was sure. a second-round pick. Torres Labrum. Yes. Dolphins passed. Could have been a Dolphin. He goes, right. he goes to Saints, and Sean Payton, they link up and, and, and do really well. I think what's interesting is that Breeze paved the way. Mm-hmm. So Breeze is there. Russell fall, Russell Wilson falls a third round, but then Russell plays really well. That paves the way for Baker Bayfield to go one overall. Sure. But Russell has now struggled. Breeze is gone. Mm-hmm. Baker's is Baker a buck? I don't know. He's, he's a buck. He's a bust. Yeah. He's a buck. I wouldn't really say he's bust. His, yeah. I, mean, was, no, I, I was gonna ask if he was a bust. He was like 13, number one overall pick. But like he got the, the playoffs. He did get the Browns to the playoffs. Yeah, he yeah. got the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. Yeah, that gets he lost you that gets you, it gets you at least not it's like It's like LeBron's championship with the Cavaliers is worth three. You yes. lost, lost games with three franchises no, in the last listen, calendar year. That's, I get that. Yeah. I get but, that. But the Bron he, Bron in 07 beating the Pistons and even getting yeah. swept. Yes. Like, yo, that was half a title. You're right. You're right. You're right. But, but the point being is that with, the, with Baker struggling, with Russell struggling in Denver, mm-hmm. and then back in the Seattle stuff, you saw more and more complaints and more and more concerns about height. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not about, you said the coaching staff, right? Sean Payton. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's not about like, like Bryce Young can manipulate the pocket. He can make the throws. Will Frank Reich put him in a, a position to succeed with a heavy NC state offensive line. <laughs> but, but like it's Bryce Young could win at the in the NFL level. Like that's mm-hmm. not a question. to me. Okay. It's, Will he have enough around him? Well, and this is something we talked about with Julian Council from the Locked On Panthers podcast, the wide receiver group, just how good is it compared to the rest of the NFL? But then again, there's also the NFC aspect of this. The NFC South, they could have won last year, and we could have a butterfly effect of how the Panthers end up with or without Bryce Young, where they pick everything else. It worked out in their favor to finally get Bryce Young and and move up and everything else. But they could have won that division last year, and there's no reason why they can't win the division this year. Well, I think that's a weird psychological thing that happens um, when a team trades up like that. Like, like Bears fans are like, I mean – we picked ninth overall, and we got a good pick. Like we, you know, we're they not don't the, talk like, like that. No, 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 you the, I don't have bears. It's like you have the you have the, the you have bears. The, you have the worst record in football, right? Like you, you were the worst team in football, yeah. but you traded down. The Panthers were uh, the ninth overall pick and traded up. Mm-hmm. They were actually a middling team. You're much more likely to see a number one overall quarterback go to a middling team sure. and play well than a number one overall quarterback go to a really bad team. You know what I'm saying? Like. We just sort of forget that the Panthers weren't the worst team in football because they traded up so early in the process. Yeah, I got you. Also, got from you. the Panthers fan perspective, I would imagine that it wasn't like you saw DJ Moore highlighted during the last half of the year. No, no, we know had, they were just running the football. Are they? Yeah. Are we overvaluing the bomb we, for PJ Walker? Against the Falcons later, are we overvaluing DJ Moore? By the way, DJ Moore is like the I don't know. <laughs> well, because because the whole the whole reason why this He's deal like ends underrated up and overrated. The whole reason why this deal happens yeah. is because the Bears are giving Justin Fields all right. They, they were peeing their pants because they're like, oh my God, we give up that pick for Chase Claypool. We need somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So they're giving they're giving Justin Fields a chance with DJ Moore. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, some I get I don't know if it's from the aggregated sites or whatever, but when you start talking about the report at OTAs. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. We and, had Courtney Cronin on the Pick Six podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's seven. Uh and <laughs> ding. <laughs> but she, I mean, she she was like, it, 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 I would say that like what you're reading in the headlines maybe a little overplayed. And even DJ Moore and Justin Fields are both kind of like. It's it's coming along, but it's not, you know, it's not there. There. I realized I realized I had the pot down for the air horn. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna give you two more. 
to catch up. Seven. To ca- wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We don't. No. Okay, one more on that. Just I'm glad finally we... Mead is not press- pressing the button too many times. <laughs> How many games are going to win this fall? <laughs> Lack off. <laughs> so, DJ Moore is just being overrated and underrated at the same time? I mean, he's been really productive, but he's never played with a really good quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't profile physically as like a true alpha receiver, but he does like, like just, you know, like he's not, I mean, we expect every alpha receiver to be six, four. He's like, you're fine with him as your number one, but you feel great if he's your number two. Okay. Is that, is that fair? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Before we get out of here, Chip Patterson, I love CBS sports, <laughs> Will Brinson, CBS sports, CBS, CBS sports extravaganza. Should I, should I text JJ? Just put know. a just put a apostrophe on the CBS sports. Right. That's plural. Right? That's good that, point. That, that, good that, point. Good point. Right? Did I do that right? Yeah. Will, you're the state guy. NC State. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not cutting my hair until we win a national championship. So you're never cutting your hair. Sport? I can't. Baseball, <laughs> basketball, the coffin, my friend. <laughs> baseball, basketball, no, football. Stop. What are we doing here? I, I uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna get a haircut at some point. Okay, good call. Good call. I guess. I, look, I think Dave Dorn's gonna. What, what are we? What are you asking me? Reset year for Dave Dorn? Yeah. Or is Brennan Armstrong going to like eke out something? Did did like Julia make you ask that? Yes, I'm, I'm making. Did, yes. did, okay, do you really? I think this is in the Garner Golf Group, yeah, group chat. I don't know if I'm in that anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I, was, I got too many texts. Right, well, he's pondering that, Chip. No, 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 no. talking about stuff. I think right? bringing in Robert and I with Brennan Armstrong and what might be a better offensive line than people think and being a little more progressive in the way they approach offensively yeah. could give State a chance to make some noise in the middle upper half of the ACC. Okay. But I mean, Florida state's getting a lot of hype, dude. Like super, like, I mean, it's a little NC state. If we're being honest, no, like, I find no, the Florida state font hype. I find more Miami hype than anything. Else okay, that, that, people that, are very desirous to have Florida state and Miami back to where they're supposed to be. Clemson, like, know. I mean, Dabo did the thing where they're like, Hey, didn't work when you promoted within. How's yeah, this going to work? What, out? Yeah. What are you doing here? Right. My guess is that they're not as good as people think, and State has like a little chance to make a move, and then someone else makes a move instead. That's usually what happens. Chip. So, <laughs> so, but gather around. All right, kill my mic. Let's let's, let's throw the, let's, let's throw teams. <laughs> I killed your mic. Let's throw teams to the top, yeah. and let's throw teams to the bottom. Yeah. Clemson and Florida State, undoubtedly, you throw them to the top. Of course. Then what I've been calling in all of my schedule analysis, the favorable four pack. Mm-hmm. You know that four pack of sixteen ounce. It's Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Boston College. Throw them to the bottom. Oh, God. I thought and you now like, all of a sudden, you've got this middle where the difference between your third best team, which is probably half of North Carolina when Drake May has the ball in his hands. Exactly. And the team at the bottom of that pack, which might be Syracuse, depending on how things are going with the quarterback position health and the transition with the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Everything in between. No one's going to be favored like from like the gambling perspective, no one should be favored by more than a touchdown over anyone else Sure. in any of that. So you're just going to come down to the coin flip games where, so it's a lot like the NFL where you have these, you have like four or five teams, you know, we're going to win 12 plus games, four or five teams, you know, we're going to win four games. Right. And then like everything else is how does the inflated pig butt bounce? And so um, the confidence in Brendan Armstrong, the partnership with uh, Robert and I, and honestly, man, just the track record, like the track record of player development Mm -hmm. that Dave Dorn and NC state have mean that you cannot disrespect at all like the potential for that team to go out there and win three, four, five ACC games. But the difference between winning three ACC games and five ACC games is going to come down to just some coin flip. Yeah, the ball, I mean, th- think about the, the was it 2021 
yeah, 2021, when State could have easily lost to Clemson and Carolina at home. Right. But yeah, both right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if they lose those games, we're like, yo, (laughs) that season stunk. Right. But we beat Carolina or they I don't care. We beat Carolina late. I was there crying in the stairs. (laughs) And knocked off Clemson. Clemson. Shout out to the cigar and the solo cup. Yeah, but like like, those two wins. I mean, like people it's I mean, we you know, we do that, we come in on Monday, we're like, well, that's it. This team's no longer elite. And like, we make these like judgments based on each game. But the reality is, like, there are the, the line is so fine. Yeah. Between a good season and a bad season. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And the divisions are the thing that I don't know how to process. Poor Duke. I mean, honestly, if we want to go total triangle, because Duke went from being in the coastal division and being able to stack all those wins that this is who they got from the form on their 2023 schedule. Duke gets Clemson, Florida state, Mm -hmm. NC state, Mm -hmm. Louisville Mm -hmm. and wake forest. Those are the five best teams from the Atlantic and they're not going to win nine games. They're going to be fighting for a bowl at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. even though Riley Leonard's going to be better. The offense is going to be better. Like Duke could be a better team with a three loss worse record. We don't know that though. We don't know know that. It was like, finally the divisions are over. It's like, hello, NIL. (laughs) By the way, go give the pack of wolves and savage wolves. Shout out. (laughs) NIL. All right. Well, we'll close on that. (laughs) That's Will Brinson, CBS sports, NFL, Chip Patterson, CBS Sports, college and golf. And you guys are all about the golf too, right? Yeah, I don't. I, don't. Honest, I, don't, I mean, like. Chip's out now. The, are you out of the golf? Are you yeah, out of the golf like, game? So what happened is they staffed up. You're on, yeah. the, you're on the live thing now? No, it's like they. They're giving you money? Dude, okay. if, if, if the NFL Live shows up, I mean, I'm in. give me the cash. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say. The soul uh, of football. Hey, look, nah. You know what? I've been very adamant about the Saudi <laughs> investment fund, but if they want to sponsor yeah. Opias and Chilio. No, but like Patrick McDonald, Dean Straka, like they have like hired actual golf riders. And that was the same thing. I used to host the First Cut podcast, right, CBS's golf podcast. I remember that. And what they did is they hired somebody who actually covers golf 12 months oh, a year, which means that it, they are investing yeah. in the effort. So it's not just being like a third. So thing are you a Big doing. Ten guy now? What's the deal? So we've got Pac-12 one more. Dark. We've got one more year of SEC, right? And then right. the Big Ten totally takes over next year. And uh, and yeah, I mean we'll we'll be doing the same thing that happens whenever you are like the partner, right. you know, the primary partner of being able to check that out. You guys want to get more shots? Yeah, piggyback. Let's go. Let's get a bow string and play gold day. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Thanks for coming in, guys. Hey, man. the best part about the move to downtown joe is that because that conversation took place on friday right so uh, hung out with chip and will had a couple drinks a little hair of the dog for will and then we're like hey you just want to keep this like you want to do this conversation just in the studio space we're like yeah let's go let's do it and we came up here so <laughs> chatted for 25 minutes man so the dorm let me tell you i i did so on sunday i played golf with uh my there's a group that plays every Sunday. They, they occasionally call me out of the bullpen to go play with them. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Ryan and Brantley. And then this, this guy, John is playing and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me and we, we play the first hole and, and he goes, Hey, uh, I actually first met you in 1994. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I live with, I lived in Darren's suite. I said at, at Lee or Sullivan. He's like Sullivan. And I was like, okay, so we get to talking. He's got two daughters. One's at NC state. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I heard you guys talking about the dorms because he remembered Charlie Wright's sweet loft setup. He goes, they won't let you build lofts anymore. Yeah. He's like, it's against the rules. Really? Yeah. He's like, huh, you can, okay. old, but he did say like the beds go higher. I, I think they're like this desk. I think mm-hmm. they're automatic. I think they go up and down. 
So he was like, yeah, but you're not allowed to, to get crazy anymore in your own dorm. That's unfortunate. I know. That is unfortunate. So we'll, in lieu of Hey Joe, which is brought to you by uh, Oakwood Pizza Box, uh, we put the solicitation out for some dorm stories. We'll get to that in just a bit, but want to shout out to Hometown Realty. You move up from the dorm into an actual house. Yes. Sometimes you get a house and you build a dorm-like place in your house, like I've done with the kids. The only thing that they need is a mini fridge at this point. Uh, and maybe uh, maybe a loft. But again, maybe you can't do that anymore. Regardless, Hometown Realty uh, can take care of you and take care of uh, what you're looking for as this market continues to get more and more competitive. Yeah, check them out at myhtr.com. If all of your real estate needs, residential, commercial, or rental, Barry Woodard's team has more than 250 agents. It's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. Six locations, Raleigh, Gardner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. So if you're looking to buy or sell, check them out. It's myhtr.com. And if you got, you know, got to knock out some contracts as it relates to, um, you know, buying the house, or maybe you've got a business that you're running out of the house and you need some legal representation, that's where Whitaker and Hamer can come in. Attorneys and counselors at law, check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Yeah, whether you're starting a business or selling a business or anything that's family law related, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, in more than 20 years experience, they also have locations in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City. And then all of the G's, Goldsboro, Gastonia, and Garner. It's WH.Lawyer. Or you can call them. It's 919-772-7000. Speaking of new businesses, there's a lot of new businesses, a lot of startups happening in Wilmington. And you can find out more at the Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. Check them out online at newilm.com. We're supposed to go out to Wilmington here relatively soon. We're working this out. Jim Roberts is taking care of us. Yeah. Find him on LinkedIn. Find him on Facebook. You might be asking, Joe, I understand what the butcher's market is. Joe, I understand, <laughs> you know, pimping baseball cards. I don't understand this network for entrepreneurs. Yes. Well, here's, it's real simple. Jim started an entrepreneur support organization to create better startups, which in turn creates better jobs and a better economy. And Wilmington New was named the number one startup ecosystem in the country for cities with fewer than 300,000 people. New, the network for entrepreneurs in Wilmington, where the river of innovation meets an ocean of possibilities. Love it. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there relatively soon uh we'll close out with hey joe again brought to you by oakwood pizza box although in lieu of hey joe questions we put the solicitation out again for the dorm stories because we kind of stumbled in that conversation last week and I, I, we're gonna put a prize for the best one okay that's gonna include the cups i'm not gonna give it away but somebody included pictures of their dorm <laughs> and i feel like that's the one that's yes. gonna win uh but but kevin kevin was the first to respond last week and he said this is a hundred percent true story my freshman year my dorm roommate, unbeknownst to me, decided that our tiny room needed a more kind of a moody vibe lighting situation. I came home after class one day and smelled something burning. As I walked around the corner, I saw one of those old red plastic Pizza Hut cups, classics, directly over a bare light bulb. Oh, no. Dripping molten plastic <laughs> onto the probably highly flammable carpet. Instead of buying a red light bulb... <laughs> That was his solution for turning on the red light. I called him Roxanne after that. Finn. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, from Dan, he says, not really my setup, but a cool story. I lived in Bergav from 1993 through 1994. Someone brought a keg into one of the suites inside a dorm refrigerator box. Took a few hours before the RAs got word on it and then busted up the party. Bergav was a blast, even though it was all male with no AC. Uh, related, I brought up the smaller fridge from our house, yeah. the, the tiny one. Yeah, the magic Thinking chef. the other one, James would need at ECU. 
Did you know that schools are now providing refrigerators I did in the dorm that. rooms? Kids have it so easy. And air conditioning, of course. Kids have it so easy, man. <laughs> Kids have it so easy. Uh, from Craig, you lived in UT, University Towers. Yeah. I thought this might be the University Towers uh, adult cinema, but no. No. No, not that story. Not that I'm one. like, wait, were you the roommate? Because I would have given you a prize <laughs> back in a heartbeat, right? Was that your computer that they used? Anyway. <laughs> Kids, if you have no idea what we're referencing before <laughs> porn was readily available, don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. So Craig says, lived in UT at NC State my freshman year from 98, 99. During the year, my sweet mate's computer needed the IT guy to take a look at it. So while looking at the computer, he asked if there was a reboot disk and decided to open up the top drawer. Well, the guy whose desk it was, was in the middle of fraternity pledging. In his drawer was a large black thing. With a crank. A so, crank? Crank. So when the drawer opened, the four of us who live in the suite just gasped, and the IT guy just looked at my buddy and closed the drawer. Still a classic item that still comes up every year or so. We ended up having to troubleshoot the computer, and it was all good because we still had a PS1 and NCAA 1999. I'm confused about the crank. Yeah, again, there's been a whole evolution of that industry. <laughs> So maybe then, battery power. Yeah, down. maybe yeah. then you needed. Maybe you needed a crank. Yeah. Uh, from Kenny, upon returning to school after winter break in 1992, my roommate and I found that all of the radiator heaters had been put on full blast in Owen. Oof. Why? I have no idea. But when we opened the door to enter the building just across from Carmichael Gym and Turlington Hall, we were hit with a huge wave of heat. It was almost like you could see heat waves exiting the building. It took our breath away. We gave each other a what-the-hell look and made our way down to the dorm hall, up the stairs, and approached room 129, our home away from home. We remembered that our fish were probably left there over the break with some kind of food pack that was supposed to last <laughs> weeks, but how could they stand the heat? Walking into the room, we went to check on them, but found no fish swimming in the tank. In their place were what appeared to be five or six cotton balls floating in hot water. I never heard why the heat had been left on over the break, but I was still not happy. It was, uh, it was not a happy new year for our fish. Hmm. I'm conf did the fish turn into cotton balls? Did they fish also, out the fish? That, that world war two heat just hits different. It man. does hit different, man. The really old does. Reynolds Reynolds never had air conditioning, but it did have the world war two. heat. had that rate, those radiators in the bathrooms. Yeah, man. So it was good or bad, whether you were the, if you were ever cold, the only place, if you went to Reynolds, which was always open, yeah, you could always go back to the, to the bathroom and warm up. This is from Allison. I lived in a quad in Cobb at UNC in the early eighties. It was a corner room built for three people that they would put four people in. I remember these. I showed up last getting the closet that attached <laughs> to the back of one of the bunk beds. But the bad part was that the three were the three drawers that were my dresser were in the bottom of the closet. Thankfully, one roommate let me put my dresses in her closet and made it work somehow. The next year, we bought a loft from the girls across the hall at a much better arrangement. That's some Harry Potter, like I'm sleeping under the stairs. <laughs> that sounds miserable. <laughs> There's things you got to do, though. Uh, from our friend uh, Steve Young. Yeah. We were told the power stayed on over Christmas break. We left food in our freezer in the fridge. Spoiler alert. They turned off the power. The smell filled the hall of celebration. Uh, we had to throw out the fridge. Yeah, that's brutal. Uh, that is brutal. From Henry, we built an ice rink on the bricks in front of gold in 0708. 
by running a hose from the utility sink <laughs> out the front door, got bored with that, then lined the stairs of the second floor oh, no. out the front door with cardboard, which allowed us to launch down and out onto said rink. Results were variable. Nobody ended up in the nobody ended up in the hospital for that? From Lathan. Oh, clearly we have state people who listen to this podcast. Yeah. From Lathan, started off at state in Barrie. And what was what I was told was the absolute smallest dorm room on NC State's campus, square footage wise. Okay. Luckily, I wasn't there long. One of my friend's roommates came home one night after a long drunken night out, threw up the friend's chair. He then oh. woke up early the next morning to dispose of said chair and move all of his stuff out of the room before my roommate got back around 10 a.m. the next day. He was never seen or heard from <laughs> again. Outside of a note <laughs> explaining what happened, I moved out of the tiny berry room shortly after that and into my friend's new slot, but never heard from him again. Just disappeared, just ghosted. It's unfortunate. This is from Kevin. We did a haunted, uh, we did a haunted dorm room on Halloween in Carroll. My broad idea was to be the jerk at the end that chases people down the stairwell with a chainsaw. About <laughs> An hour oh, no. in, I almost passed out from the fumes. I'm sure there was. I'm sure it was also against the fire codes. Oh, Kevin! Kevin! Woo! All right, this is from Michael. We have a we have a few more here. Uh, from Michael, listeners since day one would give you more than five stars if I could. Used to be an RA at Sullivan, the Avent Ferry Complex, and Metcalf in the early 2010s. So oh, he's a youth. Yeah, he's a, he's a young one. So I've been I've seen some quote unquote odd things. My favorite story to always tell is that I used to have a resident that sold quote unquote paraphernalia from his dorm room. We received a tip about this, but couldn't find it and didn't have enough solid evidence to have campus police uh, bring out the drug sniffing dogs. Apparently, he was unscrewing a vent in the big AC units in the dorm room and was hiding the supply in there. Only reason we found out was because his roommate reached out to me since he was afraid of getting in trouble as well. Resident was arrested for his paraphernalia and having a deadly weapon since he had a knife greater than a certain size. Still one of the most random hiding spots I ever saw as an RA. Not sure if this type of story you're looking for, but love the show. Keep listening. Events are interesting. Well, look, Kelly's dorm at UNC, um, in order to turn the air conditioner on or turn it to the heater, you had to climb into the ceiling. The, they didn't have a wall right, right, right. thermostat. And it wasn't even a thermostat. It was just a switch. Do you want, it, you want it cold, off, or hot? Right. So if you wanted to do that, every single time you had to get out a chair and climb into the vent and switch it as needed. I did that a couple of times. Uh, from Freddie. I went to a small college close to home, 20 minutes away. I stayed at home most years, driving back and forth to classes. One semester, got a dorm for the experience. One weekday, I had uh, gone home for the night to stay and come back to wake to, to make my 9 a.m. classes. In class, I noticed a few guys staring at me, and they kind of looked angry. Class went on. Toward the end, one of the guys came over and was like, dude, your alarm in your dorm room has been going off nonstop <laughs> since 7 a.m. Now, I had an alarm. I had bought from an ad in Men's Health Magazine back in the day that not only, not only caused a light to blink on and off, but it had a disc that would vibrate your pillow. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm sure that had other uses. <laughs> and <laughs> at last, had a crazy noise decibel level. It was a very loud alarm. After the guy told me, I left class quickly, ran across campus at the dorm, and could hear the alarm as I was still 30 to 40 yards from the building. 
ran Oof. in, ran up the stairs, made it to my hallway, opened a door, cut it off. I was not a popular guy that day on campus. But needless to say, after buying some beers, things smoothed out. Beer always solves everything. Beer always solves everything. Uh, from AT, convo about rugs sent me digging through my photos. My dad had a connection with a company that installed carpet in the Vaughn Towers. <laughs> so for my freshman year, Dorman Tucker, he was able to get the same carpet, which was cut and edged to the exact dimensions of the room. Now, I'm thinking 50% of people probably liked <laughs> liked it while the other 50 just saw me as a tryhard. Side note, it ended up being a pain because it never stopped shedding no matter how many times we vacuumed. Vacuum. I mean, look, I'm looking at the picture and I can show it to you after the show. I mean, that's a pretty slick. If it's the Vaughn, it is the Vaughn Towers carpet. That's pretty slick. That's a, it really, it, it, it ties the room together. Yes. It ties the room together. Yeah, I lost the carpet. I lost it. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be one. So, this is from Daniel. My sophomore to senior years, I was an RA on Wolf Village. I got my own little studio apartment, full-size bed, full kitchen, the works. I brought my own mattress and propped the school's mattress on the wall in the living room. Also had a hammock set up, flanked by the armchair on the kitchen side and the couch against the window. Hung up uh, and uh, hung up some surround sound speakers and movies and gaming. A buddy of mine started as an RA and Lee had hated it, so he quit. He started crashing on my extra mattress during the week, we'd throw the mattress down. He slept right there, put it back during the day. And let's say I got a lot of interested looks when we had the door propped open. He's probably thinking, is this like a Zillow gone wild? Is there a St. Andrew's cross somewhere? Well, What's going on here? Wolf village is new. It's relatively, it's relatively new. new. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. anything that wasn't on campus when I was on campus, I consider yeah. it to be new. Yeah. So, so you got to figure the new ones obviously have the air conditioning. They're just a little bit nicer, have a little bit less than that grime. Yeah. Well, it's like from 2012 Metcalf uh, disassembled one of the bunk beds in the room, moved it to our neighbor's room in our suite, put a futon beneath the other bunk bed left in my room and the other futon at the end of the other room set up multiple monitors where the old bunk bed was and my desk next to everything where we got plenty of work done. Strung cable from a neighbor's room. <laughs> Out the window, back to ours, so we could watch games simultaneously. Finally, plastered the room in a variety of posters, ranging from Cat in the Hat to Walter White blacklight posters. You gotta have blacklight posters. Speaking of which, at one point, we did buy blacklight tubes and replace the white tubes uh, to run our overhead light. Don't worry, we had a floor lamp as well when we actually needed to see. And he sent me pictures, and it is kids these days, man. It is quite the setup. I was going to say the thing about going to state is there's a pretty good chance, especially if you're on the main campus, that at the time, yeah, one of your sweet mates was going to be an engineer yes. major. Like yes. so, like my brother somebody was living for this setup. Like brother, you know, there was one guy always. Yeah, my, my my brother was in the honors dorms, and sure enough, it's nothing but like aerospace engineer guys. They overthought the whole thing, man. Completely overthought the whole thing. So appreciate everybody who emailed. That was a lot of fun. Um, some of the pictures that you set up were great. Jillio and I will determine who the winner is, and we'll tell you about that on the next show. Uh, don't blow anything up, dude. I know you're a oh, pyromaniac. No. I know I'm you're home. a pyro. I'm home. We're home. We're uh, we're good. I'm gonna play some golf. I bought a new putter yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Have fun with that. I hope so because yeah, I was ready to quit golf yesterday. So <laughs> when okay. in doubt, blame the equipment. Well, as many people watched you play golf as Ricky Fowler, apparently. <laughs> the one and hey, Ricky got it done, man. Hey, go Ricky Fowler. We'll see y'all on Thursday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.